Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And in three, two, and one. This, this week in the whole world and manga releases. This week in Geek, we talk Super Bowl. No, wait, hold on. This, we week, in geek. this week in Geek, the, the sh- in podcast, so we post shit. Okay, uh, three, two, one. This week in Geek, we talk Super Bowl, Pal World, and manga releases. Cool. Do you want me to do next week's too, or we're just. I think okay. we're fine for this week. I don't okay. know. Okay. All right, starting in three, two, one. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of This Week in Geek. I can't, I I can't tell because I can't hear myself all that well right now. But it might be allergy season. I don't know. I've been sneezing for the last two hours, and I was fine the rest of the day. I don't think I'm sick. I just, I've been sneezing, and I don't like it. Yeah, it happens. I mean, the rains are done. I didn't get sick from the rain, and it's not even that windy, but, like... Oh, it, our rains are still continuing up here, so. Oh, you're still getting rain? You're still our, getting rain? We have a whole nother, like, system coming in, apparently. So, I have to, I have to prepare oh, myself for that. Let me check my weather app. <laughs> Let me check my weather app right now. Oh, God. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You're right. I was, I, I was ignorant. We got more <laughs> rain coming. And you're still getting rain right now? Or is it uh, not at the moment, but it's coming. It's coming in at the end of the week. So oh God, okay. We're preparing ourselves for that. That's that's fantastic. I mean, we need the rain. I like rain. Don't don't get me wrong. I enjoy rainy days, but it's just like, oh boy, oh boy, it's gonna ruin my Wi-Fi even more. How have you been, Kevin? Have you done any geeky things this week? Oh uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been really working on. Um, Ooh. so. In a fun little like idea that I had for a little bit, I was trying to, um, I'm trying to see if I can get the Wii in my house up to speed. So, uh, essentially, I've been playing. I I finished all of WarioWare Smooth Moves last night. Ooh. And uh, over Super Bowl, I was trying to beat um. Okay, what what's what's the game called? I was trying to beat Guitar Hero. Um and yeah, uh my reaction time is doo-doo compared to back in the day. <laughs> um so anything that I'm trying to do now is like significantly nerfed compared to like where it used to be. So I have to get used to all that, figure out what the hell's going on, and uh yeah, try to try to stay up to speed there. What other games for the Wii do you have or have you bought recently? Um, so I have like a, a hella old collection of just like stuff that I've just had. So one of them that we've been working on, or at least I've been working on, was um I have Rayman Raving Rabbids. It's very nostalgic. Okay. That's another one that I'm working on. Um and then let's see what else do I have in the list. Uh that's kind of the main one is Raving Rabbids, and then we're trying out um I'm I'm trying to figure out what other party games. Guitar Hero, Rock Band, uh Rock Band 2, Beatles, and 
Lego Rock Band are other ones that I have to beat, but I have to get like another guitar. Um, so I'm still on the hunt for that. Um, it's just taking taking a little bit more time than I would like to have invested, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's hard finding uh, good quality places to buy used games sometimes. Yeah. Oh, boy. I, I'm going to have to cut out all these sniffles. <laughs> it's going to be it's fun. all good. Uh, how about you, Matt? How's, how's everything going on your end? It's going okay. Um, Aside from all oh, the sickness, being down with the sickness, as Disturbed might say. Um, I watched a couple movies this week. I saw um, well, I saw Argyle, I think, last week, which was fun. I enjoyed that. I've been looking forward to that one for a while, and it's like, I think I talked about it already. Um, but it's a very fun spy movie. Uh, just, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't say turn your brain off for it, because it kind of think a slight, think a little bit, not too much thinking, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's energetic. It's good seeing Henry Cavill in a spy thing where he's not reloading his arms. Lol. Um, I saw, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this a little bit that I saw, um, poor things, which was nominated for an Oscar with, um, Emma stone. And I also saw zone of interest zone of interest. I didn't like, like it's, it's an, it's a, a Holocaust movie, but it's like, it's based on a book, which is based on like an actual Nazi officer, but in the book, they changed the name of the officer to be fictionalized. But then I think in the movie, they changed it back to the real name of the officer. And it's like, I, I guess it's a movie about kind of the mundanity, the mundanity of, of evil, in essence, where it's like, it shows the family kind of living their, their everyday life. And like their house is literally right next to the wall of Auschwitz, um, which is the, one of the more infamous uh, concentration camps of world war two. And like, it never shows you like actually what's going on really in the, in the concentration camp, but you can like hear the gunshots in the background or you hear the screaming or see like the glow of like the fires and stuff, which like, I, I, I understand why it was an important movie. Um, I know people who liked it. I personally didn't like it. I thought it was kind of boring. Um, I, I understand the point of it. Also it was in, I think it was a Polish movie, but in the German language. So you have to, read subtitles which i don't normally have a problem with but again like it's just it's such a slog of a movie and i fell asleep a couple times which i feel bad about considering um the subject matter but it feels like one of those movies where you like you just kind of watch it in history class cuz they make you cuz it's a, a it's about a historical topic um i don't i can see why i can i can see the argument for why it would be nominated for an oscar but i don't necessarily believe that it deserved it and if it wins i think something is very wrong um poor things was very interesting it's funny it's well written um it's a little bit weird because it gets a little bit artsy with its like camera angles and like camera lenses and and stuff like that um and it's changed from like black and white to color and whatever, but it's a very fun movie. I will, it, it, it's also like a very good, like feminist movie. And like, it, it depicts um, Emma Stone's character, Bella in a very like positive light. And she's like never shamed for her, uh, for her actions or her decisions or her personality. Um, so it's a very good, like feminist piece, but it's also like the horniest movie. I have seen in so long like 
sex is fine in a movie. Like I'm not opposed to it, but there just gets to a point where it's like, okay, we get it. Can can we can we move on at some point? But then again, it's like it, that's part of the point of the movie. It's like how she experiences sex as like liberation in a way to like enjoy herself and body positivity, and she like uses it as a tool whatever etc i I understand it but it got to a point where like okay this is too much at some point like there's there's got to be a point where we move on from this plot device um which brings me to like one of the things that i was i was going to talk about kevin which is like there are so many frankenstein movies out or coming out where i'm wondering is like is this the new thing that we're moving to like we're moving from multiverse stuff into frankenstein stuff because like poor things feels a little bit like just very horny Frankenstein because it's about a, a a woman who's like, no, this isn't, this isn't a spoiler. Cause I think it's like, it's understood within the basic plot of the movie. Like I didn't even know much about the movie going into it, except that it was kind of like a Frankenstein story where it's like implanted brain and body. See what happens. Um, so there's that. There's also Lisa Frankenstein that's coming out now. There's like, a movie coming out soon that's like called like Frankenstein Unbound or something, which is like if the, the description I've read is like if someone if, if like the worst people or no Frankenstein Legacy is what it's called. It's like if the 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 journal of Doctor Frankenstein got into the wrong hands. Then there's also like Guillermo del Toro has a, a Frankenstein movie coming out, and Maggie Gyllenhaal has a new Frankenstein movie that's in in progress that. Christian Bale will be playing the either Frankenstein or the Frankenstein monster. Um, so that's, I think, I, I wonder if that's like, oh God, we have so many Frankenstein movies coming out and it's just going to be oversaturated. And meanwhile, another thing that I think is is becoming oversaturated is, and I don't mind, I, per, I personally don't mind this one, but it's like biopics about musicians. Because we started with like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Then we got um, Rocket, Rocket Man. Man, and then we got Weird, which is a Weird Al story, and then now we have uh, the the Bob Marley movie. Yeah, the Bar- One Love, yeah, One Love, which I'm interested in seeing. And then we have the Amy Winehouse movie coming. So it's like, is this just going to be what our new movie landscape is going to be for the foreseeable future? Frankenstein biopics. Probably, it's just like the. I hate to say the analogy or the the parallel here, but um, it reminds me of the the isekai problem that we have in uh in anime where everything is an isekai because people like isekais, but <laughs> it became a trend to the point where everything is an isekai if you look at it, and it shouldn't be. Well, if you guys don't know what an isekai like term is, it means that like character either dies or moves on from a different world to another. And it 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 started with sword art and then everybody loved it and now it's like everywhere. So that's why you get some like sometimes you get some really weird things coming out of it. Uh they'll just get like reincarnated as like a dog or something like that. And yeah, it's just if if you can be it you could get isekai into it. So, yeah. Uh, not saying that it's a bad, like, trope. It's just definitely oversaturated right now. 
you know, I'm going to skip around with with a couple of things just because we're on. The, I I brought us to the topic of movies already. Yep. Um, but there's going to be a new Oscars category. Speaking of watching movies that are Oscar nominated, um, there's going to be a new Oscar category coming in 2026. Um, uh, which is going to be, I don't I don't know why it took so long to get this, but best achievement in casting, which is like, when you think about it, like some there there are so many actors who are like in iconic roles that we can't, we can't picture another actor playing that role, which Mm -hmm. again, a lot of that credit goes to the actual actors who do that. But I think not enough credit has been given to the casting department who have like assembled the, these people who like looked at the performances that they were giving in auditions and like having gone through the process of screening every single like audition tape or, or like, all the work that goes into assembling the cast of a movie um, and and giving these people a shot. So, I mean, some of the time it's like nepotism. Some of the time, like actors don't have to like even audition. They're just offered roles. But I think a lot of the time when like you do have to like craft this cast from the ground up, that's a challenging task because you've seen so many performances and a lot of the time you have to like take it on faith that like these actors are going to do the role well like i've been i help my friends cast movies sometimes and they're student projects and it's it's a grueling task like you have to be there for so long seeing so many people do the same like audition sides and scenes and like having been like gone through casting for uh for plays and stuff like it can be a grueling task. You're there for days. You're there for hours. You're, you, it gets so monotonous and repetitive. But in the end, like you can put together something that's really like quality and well done. Or you can also like completely miscast people. So um, that's an, that's an interesting thing coming in 2026. I don't understand why it's taking them that long to implement this. Um, maybe they're. I, I mean, like they could even do it next year, 2025. Um, maybe they're like crafting the criteria and things like that i don't know i'm not part of the recording or the film the academy of motion pictures arts and and whatnot um Mm -hmm. going to another movie topic which is a little bit unfortunate um coyote versus acme it's a movie that was originally going to come out from warner brothers it's been completed it was filmed um john cena was in it and it uh not that that's the main draw but john cena was in it um it was according to some test screenings the one of like the best movies in like a hybrid animation live action style to come out since who framed roger rabbit which is an absolute gem of a movie and like people were actually very excited to see uh, coyote versus acme until david zaslov and warner brothers decided he's going to do the th- the thing he always does now is like oh we made this movie we're not going to release it for the tax break which is like david zaslov is currently the worst thing to happen to entertainment i i don't understand how he still has his job i don't understand how people like him or want him in this job he is just absolutely destroying any goodwill credibility whatever of warner brothers discovery like there's movies coming out that will never actually be seen just because zaslam wants the tax break for it it's just it's so disheartening it's disgusting i hate it so much it's it's not he's turned filmmaking not into an art but a, a business of tax break there's not even a business of of 
screening movies. movies. Like you can't even we we don't even see the movie. It's and not the filmmaking it's... business. It's the tax break business now. It's disgusting. Um, but at, at one point, because of the backlash and the outcry, there was potential for this movie to actually see the light of day. Um, because Warner Brothers was like, okay, we'll shop it around. We'll we'll see if someone else will take it. But even after getting offers from like Netflix or or Amazon and Paramount, um, they they couldn't make a deal. That Warner Brothers wanted seventy five to eighty million dollars for the the movie. Um, it was proposed to also be like Paramount wanted to give it like a theatrical release as well, but Warner Brothers said no. We want seventy five to eighty million for the movie. We will not be accepting any counter offers, and so it was dead in the water. Like I feel like because of this, how it, how it's happened, I feel like this was just Zaslav and Warner Brothers saying, "Well, we tried to find a deal, but no one was willing to meet us." They, I don't think they ever intended for it to actually get a deal. They were just going through the motions, which is very sad and very disgusting. And I honestly think David Zaslav should be like maybe criminally investigated for for something. I don't know what, but there's there's got to be something shady about what he's doing in just doing it for the tax breaks. There's no way that this could be like continued. There's no way he can continue to exploit this loophole. Mm-hmm. It's just it's ridiculous. Anyway, um, going back to the original topic I wanted to talk about. So the Super Bowl this weekend. Kevin, mm-hmm. did you watch any of it? Yeah. Uh, I My parents threw a Super Bowl party. I came in at halftime because I had work. Uh, but yeah, I, I watched I watched it. <laughs> it was it was a I mean, I, I was doing work and doing job applications in the middle of it. But I got to see like I paid attention to the second half. Um, mm-hmm. did you have any favorite commercials? Oh, I I love the Paramount Plus one. Oh, <laughs> they throw the football <laughs> head like he's yeah. an actual football. Yeah, it's 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 perfect. I saw the long version before it aired yeah, on the yeah. Super Bowl. Same, which is like the the two minute one. Like I I just like that one, like in its entirety. It's just a great commercial from what I saw. So if, um, for those of you who don't know or haven't seen the trailer or didn't pay attention to the Super Bowl, um, it features Patrick Stewart. I, I think he was in his role as Jean-Luc Picard in Star Trek. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, Paramount has Picard, but it's him and he throws Arnold from Hey Arnold, who is, if you've seen the show, you know, he's called football head because his head is shaped like a football. Um, Patrick Stewart throws this animated child and he hits the side of the mountain. It's it's so ridiculous, but it's so funny. Um, yeah, I like that one too. I liked the, uh, I think it's Roku had the the couch potatoes. Yeah, that so the the gist of that commercial was, um, they're growing. It's a field, like it's a farm, and they're growing couch potatoes, and it's just a bunch of people in potato uh, suits sitting on couches and like watching TV. It was really weird. And like my mom, I showed my mom that one because like I was telling her, like, okay, this is my favorite commercial of the year. Um, and she's like, it reminds me of like 600 pound life, where it's just the people <laughs> sitting on the couch the entire time. And it's like that's awful to say, but I 
I absolutely see where you're going with this. Because uh-huh. my sister watches that show all the time. And I mean, speaking of movies, there was a lot of like pretty decent movie trailers. Uh, we got mm-hmm. Deadpool and Wolverine. Um, we got Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. We got, um, I think we got the trailer for A Quiet Place. Um, I saw that before I watched the Super Bowl, so I don't know if they actually released it. I know a lot of people have been talking about Twisters, which I never saw the original, so I don't, I personally don't relate with the hype around it. Um, I saw the trailer for Wicked, which I, I didn't realize they're making into two parts. Uh, I, I don't think this movie needs to be made in two parts. If you can do the stage play in like two, two and a half hours, I don't think you need to break. The, this isn't one of those stories that needs to be broken up in half. Um, mm-hmm. like I, I honestly don't know how you're going to do that. I've seen Wicked. I've seen it once at the Pantages Theater. And it feels like a very short, self-contained story. Um, I personally like this might be just me being snobby, but I don't necessarily, I haven't seen her sing in this movie, but I don't particularly like Ariana Grande. I don't think she's a very good actress. She's a much better singer than she is an actor. Um, and even then I don't really like her singing all that much, but her is, um, Glinda. I'm not sure I'm down with, but we'll see if she proves me wrong. I'm, I'm willing to be proven wrong by Ariana Grande in this, but I, at I'm just like I want to like this movie I kind of want to see it but the fact that they've broken it into two and that Ariana Grande is Glinda the Good Witch is like uh, I'm not sure I'm down for this Ugh. anyway moving on to like game related stuff uh, Kevin you remember how last week we talked about um, the Xbox and we were one at least I was wondering like what does it mean now that your exclusives are going to be released onto PlayStation and Nintendo Switch? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I wondered is like, is this the end of the console? And other is Xbox just going to be like a publication thing? And like the whole the whole Xbox point is going to be like the Game Pass. Um, mm-hmm. It it appears based on like journalism rumor reporting and like we, we might get some confirmation or denial of it this week during a uh, an announcement but apparently during uh, an employee call phil spencer who is the head of xbox currently said that um there are no plans to stop making consoles uh and this comes from a report from shannon liao who i guess had access to this that during an, an all hands meeting, Phil Spencer said that there, there's no, they're not planning on stopping. They are continuing to make consoles. It's going to be in their future. There's, I guess, a a, a refresh, like a mid generation refresh, coming of the Xbox at least maybe sometime this year or next year. Um, I guess their future. They're still planning on another Xbox, uh, and this is like even coming as um, Take Two Interactive had a published their earnings report that shows that the PlayStation 5 has outsold the Xbox roughly two to one. Um, mm-hmm. PlayStation 5, based on these earnings reports, um, they, pub- they not published, but they sold currently a little more than 50 million units. Um, but based on this, like, est- like the numbers and whatever, uh, that leaves Xbox selling just around 27 million units, which is a huge gap. That's a lot of 
Like that, that's a huge difference in between sales. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to expect from the Xbox at this point. Because like, again, for me and for a lot of people, like I'm primarily a PlayStation gamer, but I did buy an Xbox because I anticipated that there were exclusives that I wanted to play that were only going to come out on Xbox. However, now like with, what is it? Starfield, um, Hi-Fi Rush, the new Indiana Jones game. Like there are there are titles that were initially just Xbox games that are now going to be released on PlayStation. So I don't know where the value is in PlayStation and in, in Xbox now. And like mm-hmm. one of the questions I saw was, would if Xbox games that are exclusive become timed exclusives, like we've seen before, like for example, um. I can't remember which Tomb Raider game it was, but it was a temporary like it, I think it was Rise of the Tomb Raider, but it was um a timed exclusive for I think about a year on PlayStation 4. Then it moved to Xbox 1. Um but I mean at that point it's like if you're going to get it eventually on going back to like the Xbox exclusives going to PlayStation. If you're going to get it on PlayStation eventually, like you only had to wait a couple months before Starfield was announced to go on the PlayStation. And it's going to probably take a little bit longer, but if you're only waiting for a little bit of time for a game like Starfield to come over, like, is there any incentive to like really play it on Xbox first when like theoretically, if you wait and you find out that Starfield is kind of a underwhelming game, like you don't need to spend your money on it. If you're a PlayStation gamer. Mm hmm. Yeah, like, like you, a lot of people just think? wait it out. Yeah. Like, it, it just depends, in my opinion, it really depends on, like, it depends on a couple of things. I feel like the first one is, like, if the game has enough hype around it, and, like, a lot of people will go and get a console because of a certain game or a certain couple of games. Um, And it also depends on that release window. Like, I know that a lot of people, like, like the turnaround to be like a year or two but if it's like even a little bit longer than that it's it still feels like it's an exclusive and you're not playing it for the hype you're playing it to have it on a different system is what it feels like um so yeah we'll we'll see what the consumers say about it um i do think that overall it's going to be interesting um and yeah oh We'll see how it plays out. I'm just... If the sales are saying that Xbox is not doing well and Mm -hmm. they're like moving on to moving their exclusives away, I, I don't get like what is the future of the Xbox console. I can't, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I'm looking at it, I'm trying to think of it in, in so many ways, but there's nothing really, I mean, unless it's like they still keep some exclusives just for Xbox, and at that point, like, how do you decide what's exclusive to Xbox and what's not? Mm-hmm. Um, What is the point? Because, like, ideally, you would, you would want to keep, like, very high-profile games on Xbox and move some other ones onto PlayStation 
just so you could draw people to actually buy the Xbox. But then again, if you're like, if you've got Bethesda where there's fans across things, you would make more money technically by publishing it to both platforms. But then like, mm-hmm. again, well, then what's the point of like owning this exclusive studio? It, I, I feel like my brain is going in circles with this. Yeah. Like, it, it just feels kind of awkward because like we just don't know what the game plan is especially after like like they're saying they're going to make more consoles but if after a certain amount of time we're just going to like get it on everything there's no reason for us to there's no reason for the consumer to shell out and get something like faster uh, if mm-hmm. they're unless they're playing it for the hype or they're playing it for the reviews there's not like a reason for maybe streamers us to really just go out there yeah that might yeah. be like the only like big like go-to but i still feel like xbox would need to like they have to do something with the console that the ps like the playstation doesn't do already mm-hmm. okay kevin so the florida joker last time we talked about him this fool wanted to sue rockstar for using his likeness in the gta 6 trailer which i mean after rockstar has been sued by much bigger people than you like um lindsay lowen i don't think that you have a shot at being at suing rockstar and grand theft auto um they know what they're doing they've got a very good team of lawyers they can afford it um but anyway so the florida joker is back and he's not suing Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar anymore. Instead, cool. he he is asking them to cast him in the game, voicing the character that looks like him. He said, uh, where is it? Please, please, G- please, please, please. <laughs> pr- pretty much. His name is um <laughs> his name is Lawrence Sullivan. And he said, I think on TikTok, he said, GTA, Rockstar, take two. We got to talk. I'm not suing y'all no more, but y'all still out of your goddamn nuggets. It's been two whole months. Y'all still haven't reached out to me. Still haven't DM'd me. Let's do what's right. Show me like 50,000, 100,000. Let me voice the character. Let me go meet to, to meet and greets. And when the game is released, sign, take pictures with the fans. Come on, man. We make worldwide news. Every blog, every news outlet covered me on the game. Everyone knows who I am. So trust me. So GTA Rockstar, we got to talk. Uh, I'm making the game more relevant. People want to play it. I'm the reason the game is so hype right now. <laughs> sure, buddy. Sure. <laughs> sure. N- not not the long history that Grand Theft Auto has of being an excellent, very fun sandbox series. Sure. They're not hyped because of that. They're hyped because of you. Um, this isn't going to go anywhere. He's not going to oh, yeah. go like especially the fact that he tried to sue them first and now he realizes that they're, <laughs> they're not gonna bite and now he wants them to let him in i mean it'd be funny if they did just to like show him that they own him but they're <laughs> not going to respond there's yeah. no way and I, like even if they did that he'd probably think like or at least claim that, like, yeah, I, I, I'm great. I, I got them to to cast me, but no, no. If they do cast you, it's because they think it's funny. It's not because like you have any sway over them. They're doing it to make you look pathetic. If they do, which they're not going to do, they're they're better than that. They have they if probably... they're casting you, it's for the memes. It's not oh, for absolutely. Like you, you probably won't even get paid at all. <laughs> they'll they'll just be like, hey, 
you can paying you, can you an just exposure. Be, be, yeah, exactly. But this is so stupid and ridiculous. Like this, this guy, I mean, it's just funny. It's so funny to me that he, he, that he even had the, the notoriety, not the notoriety, but the, the gall to say that he's the one who made this game relevant. Yeah, so. not quite. <laughs> anyway, Pal World, let's talk about that. Um, currently, Nintendo is, they said that they are looking into investigating Pal World for having their, uh, some of their monsters, or I don't know, pals, having their pals yeah. be very similar to Pokemon. Um, we talked like last week that there, there's at least some people claiming that based on their experience in creating assets for games, it's no coincidence that the models for Pal World look very similar to character models for Pokemon. Um, they're saying that that's a very close telltale sign that there's been some shenanigans going on there, but, and that's not this, that'll take some time to determine because lawsuits take a very long time to do. Um, but what we're talking about this week is that Pal World is no longer number one on Steam. It has been dethroned. Um, Pal World did make records for having the most concurrent players on a Steam game. Um, it's no longer also the... Well, first of all, it's not the... the. It doesn't have the record currently. It's not in the number one spot of um, highest sales. Right now, that has been that has been moved to the new game Helldiver, or Helldiver Two. Yeah, Helldivers Two has taken the the top seat on the bestsellers right now. Um, additionally, multiplayer games like Counter Strike Two, Dota Two, um, they have knocked Pal World off the chart of most played games, so they are still higher than it. Um, I think maybe that's a sign that. Pal World's initial popularity was just for the curiosity and the memes of "Huh, it's Pokemon with guns." Mm-hmm. This is like, I mean, at least for right now, to me, it's signaling that, like, in its current state, there's not enough of of a gameplay draw to keep people actually caring beyond the fact that Pokemon have guns in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Kevin. You're more in tune with the Steam stuff. Like, have you seen people talking or or playing or like the charts on Steam? Um, I've been keeping tabs on it. A lot of my friends are starting to not play it as much, just because they're saying like they've essentially done everything in the game. They're saying that like mm-hmm. um, they initially bought servers, they played it all. There's nothing left for them to like really. Not like acquire, but they're just like there's not much for us to do anymore now that we've completed the story. We know what they're what to look for, and kind of like there's like a monotony of the game now. So a lot of people aren't like actively pursuing to do more with it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that's the wall that a lot of players have hit. They're just saying that there's not a lot to go off of. Um, yeah, which I mean is fair. Um. But it, it, I think that Power World either needs an update to just kind of keep players engaged, or they're just gonna, you know, fall by the wayside once again. 
I mean, there are plans to update it in the future with like different game modes, DLC, etc. But like as it stands, it just it didn't seem to me and like I haven't played it. I've just like, seen some footage and some coverage over it. Uh, it felt to me like the gameplay loop was just very grindy and repetitive mm-hmm. over and over again. And like even as Pokemon like itself, like people love Pokemon. It's got a very long history. People look forward to that gameplay loop. But like even the Pokemon gameplay loop gets boring sometimes. And if if that can get boring, what more like a game whose whose whole like I guess popularity derided from a gimmick that was derived off of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you played it's it? At all? I haven't touched Power World. Um, just because like I I didn't catch the initial hype. I don't um, want to pay for it. <laughs> I, I didn't want to pay for it either. Um, so I was just like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait it out. If it's still popular, like within a certain amount of time, maybe I'll take a shot at it. Um, but my Steam my one well, my backlog is starting to expand because of the Wii games, but also yeah, like there was that whole thing of like there there was a Sega sale that happened oh. and a lot of my friends told me like go get some of these games they'd be good for streaming so i'm like okay yeah i'll i'll pick them up i guess and so like what um so i spent money on getting yakuza um because that yeah. was on sale um so i have the yakuza games that's a lot of fun um been on that game for i haven't been playing it on stream but i got yakuza zero and what was the other one um like a dragon um the the later one that's like turn-based mm-hmm. um so yeah a, a lot of my friends are saying like oh yeah just have fun with it like don't don't freak out about it just enjoy the vibe of the game and have fun and i'm like okay yeah i could do that <laughs> and so um they're like it's not serious you, you know the the extent of how weird the games can get and i'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay so I'm, I'm just here to chill enjoy the games and and see what happens but um they're telling me to backlog that just save it for when I want to stream and uh play in my room and all that stuff. So yeah. Um that that's what I've been buying. Speaking of buying, Kevin, you want to know what Disney spent 1.5 billion dollars to acquire? Hmm. They spend $1.5 billion to acquire equity in Epic Games. Kevin, what is Epic Games known for currently? Um uh Fork Knife. Yeah. Yes, the Fork Knife. They spent $1.5 billion to acquire equity in Epic Games because they are doing a crossover with Fork Knife and creating a games and entertainment universe. It is going to be a quote persistent universe that will allow fans to play watch shop and engage with content characters and stories that are all associated with disney which of course include pixar marvel star wars avatar the fox universe like pretty much everything disney has ever bought so you you know what this sounds to me like kevin uh sora in fortnite no, oh, that's true. But I was going to say they're <laughs> making a goddamn metaverse. They they are. Quote from Disney CEO Bob Iger. 
Our exciting new relationship with Epic Games will bring together Disney's beloved brands and franchises with the hugely popular Fortnite in a transformational new games and entertainment universe. This marks Disney's biggest entry ever into the world of games and offers significant opportunities for growth and expansion. We can't wait for fans to explore the or to experience the Disney stories and worlds they love in groundbreaking new ways. Um, Tim Sweeney, CEO of Epic Games, said, Disney was one of the first companies to believe in the potential of bringing their worlds together with ours in Fortnite, and they use Unreal Engine across their portfolio. Now we're collaborating on something completely or something entirely new to build a persistent, open, and interoper interoperable ecosystem that will bring together the Disney and Fortnite communities. It's so funny to me that things like Roblox and Fortnite look like they are succeeding in building a metaverse where Zuckerberg spent so much money to do and failed. And oh my God, the uh, the page I'm looking at for this news story is playing that uh, that Arnold, hey Arnold ad right now. It's too good. It's so good. It's so good. But anyway, back to the back to the topic. Um, I don't play Fortnite. And I'm not like a huge Disney fan. I do. I, I enjoy the Disney that I do watch. Um, but it just it on one hand, it feels like there's too much Disney now. Like Disney's becoming still too big and too powerful. And I'm getting a little bit tired of it. But on the other hand, like this seems like a really cool opportunity to have. Like if you are into metaverse stuff, which I am not, I think it's creepy and a little bit too much being online, like perpetually online for me. But this, like if Disney puts, like they put $1.5 billion behind this, but if they do it right, like this offers a lot of like opportunity for cool things to come in the future or horrific things to come in the future. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The, I don't know the future, but like with, with Disney's resources, um, they could do something really cool here. Yeah, I feel like it's interesting to see like what that stake is going to do and what options it gives Disney and like I I guess Epic in general, like just seeing like what games they might collaborate with uh and or like work on. Mhm. Mm I haven't played Fortnite in a very long time. I played like when it first came out and then I like died within my like within like two minutes of me playing my first match I'm like I'm done and I haven't gone back to it since but yeah <laughs> uh yeah my only experience with Fortnite is there was a camper who had to like like leave when when I was running the esports summer camp um they <laughs> they had to leave for like lunch and they were like can you finish this game for me i'm like i've never played fortnite but i'll try um i i soloed the entire lobby i got a victory royale and i'm like i'm done like that's that's peak i'm i'm out of here like that was me in apex like i won my first ever round of apex and i haven't touched it since because so i can exactly say i have a hundred percent win rate on apex 100 percent win rate you just you don't want to touch just that. don't pick up the game exactly you like, don't ever touch that you did why would i ever load it i, I beat the game it's it's over <laughs> Anyway, that's it for me. Kevin, tell us about weeby things. 
All right. So uh yeah, um first thing I'm gonna I'm just gonna mention that it's like it it's just it's just out here. Um I got the Elgato prompter. Um oh this was you were talking about this was, that before. This is something that like I've been wanting to do um for a while. And um the the reason why I wanted to do it is one because I do casting online. I watch some of my tape back and one of the biggest things that like throws throws me off is that on occasion like i'll be looking at a post-it note that has like certain like words on it it'll it'll say like oh yeah this is the event this is like the previous match this is the match that we're looking at um here's some of the stats from the last match that i took notes on um and every single time that like i'm going into some deep analytic thing like my eyes are veering off to the side and i'm like oh man i really need to like stop doing that um when the elgato prompter came out like when it was first announced i was like i like this um i like this quite a bit um and so that's what that's what i ended up doing it's like um i i bought it because they said oh it, it's back in restock um i will like it's probably good if i get it um and yeah i i currently have it set up um took me a little bit of time to like finagle the back of it just because there's like a lot of stuff there's not a lot of room behind my desk for the prompter itself mm -hmm. but um it's currently in a very good position and uh yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it out actually i have a cast um tomorrow so i'm gonna see Ooh. how much stuff i can like do uh, and then double check the uh the eye lines and everything on the way back and just hoping that you know it, it looks a lot cleaner uh, that it initially started out with. So, um, yeah, the, that's a couple of the things that I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, really quickly, just going back to the Super Bowl thing, one one mm -hmm. stat for you. Super Bowl 2024 was the most watched telecast of all time with 123.4 million viewers. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Carry yeah, on. Taylor almost <laughs> got a whole minute of the Super Bowl. She got 54 seconds. Oh, my God. Uh, that, that is her... That is her task. Um, but yeah, um, really, really interested um, in the whole like prompter thing. Um, there's like three modes for it. They have the one where it just mirrors a display. So like if I have something that I want to like reference, I could put it behind uh, the prompter and just like look at it the whole time. So like currently I do have like our notes up here and I'm just looking at the notes um, and looking directly into camera. Um, it, it just helps out as like another screen. Uh, then there's like the prompter mode, which is like a simple teleprompter. And then last, they have like a beta mode for Twitch. Um, so you could hook up your Twitch chat directly to the prompter. So whatever you're responding back to chat, it's it's in the prompter, and you're not like looking off at some corner and praying that it looks good. Um, so yeah, uh, that that's just a side note, something that uh, something that I was excited to get. Um. But yeah, uh, speaking of gaming, uh, let, let's start off with the games part of it. Um, we were talking about Demon Slayer last week, that there was going to be like a premiere for the end of the current arc into the beginning of the um, Hashida training arc. Um, but we do have something that was super random that I remember looking up um, and was like announced during, I think it was a Nintendo Direct, like uh the previous one but yeah um a lot of us were keeping tabs on this like demon slayer 
like board game uh we were like oh it's demon slayer mario party ha 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 that's funny um no it's an actual thing um we we are getting a demon slayer version of mario party um and that finally got a release date so we're going to be getting that on april 26th um this year um i'm looking forward to possibly picking it up and bringing a bunch of friends over and playing it um seeing how the games play out if there's there should be mini games in the game so um hopefully it's not just like shoots and ladders with demon slayer but um might actually have a couple other things uh going on there so yeah um it's called demon slayer sweep the board um that's coming out on the 26th uh just mark your calendar if you are interested in getting that um from there let's go ahead and talk about uh funimation so funimation had a deal with Crunchyroll, where Crunchyroll was going to acquire them in a merger. Um, that was back in 2022, um, where Funimation was was struggling um, at the time. And so Crunchyroll ended up buying them out, and the, uh, the merger is about to begin, um, where Funimation will end its services, and then um, all of the animation and stuff that they work on will go under Crunchyroll's name. Um, it's starting to become like a big a big thing um with Crunchyroll that we they're slowly acquiring all the like other random anime stuff and trying to like unite it um but there's a couple of things you know that a lot of us are in the anime community aren't 100% on board with mm -hmm. um so um first thing Funimation if you're subscribed to Funimation uh its services will be ending on April 2nd um, so if you guys have a subscription to Funimation, it will transfer over to a Crunchyroll account. Um, but yeah, Crunchyroll will have all of the Funimation stuff. Um, we don't know what that means in terms of some of the studio, uh, space. Um, I know that, I think that honestly is just Crunchyroll slapping their name on Funimation stuff, but I also don't know if they're going to keep the production side of it going or if it's going to go into an independent state and hopefully hopefully it just Crunchyroll is just slapping their name on it just like the what they did with right stuff anime um but Funimation is also responsible for a lot of the dubbing that happens um in the mm -hmm. states so um it would be nice one because Crunchyroll has a lot of the like streaming rights to some of the shows for them to say like okay we get it really early go ahead and send it over to Funimation. Let's go ahead and get it dubbed and then have it be released on Crunchyroll um, like really early for, for the fans who enjoy the dub. Um, and I think that's really helpful for them. But it, it may also um, force studios that aren't associated with Crunchyroll to have to either find another like outside recording studio or recording artists um, or trying to figure out like a way to get the voice actors to like record outside of Funimation's network. Um, so I feel like that's going to be another thing. We'll worry about that if it ever comes up later down the line, but I honestly think that this is just a rebrand. Um, all right, cool. Um, I've let's, let's... heard, I've, okay, I've yeah, heard, like, I, I, I was looking through like IGN stuff uh, <laughs> briefly today. And people, I mean, not people, but like IGN is is published an article saying that this merger is proof that, or not proof, but it's like it's just further confirmation that physical media 
should be prioritized. Do you have any like, what about this merger? Would you say is is indicate is is even relevant to that? If there is anything, it it's how much like physical media plays into it, or yeah, it's like it's like the merger proves now more than ever that we need to like preserve. I'm gonna look for the the actual title, but it, it's mm. something like that. It's like the the merger is showing just how much physical media should be prioritized and protected. Um, I'll, I'll look it up while <laughs> while you uh. You, you discuss it <laughs> or, yeah or like, um i mean if, if they're saying that they are prioritizing um physical media funimation also does a lot of like the dvd and blu-ray production um i think that that might help them out with like not only still like the sales of certain things but just making it easier for them um over the course of time so i don't i, I don't it, know if that i think it was i think it was or... saying that like it was against the merger. Like physical media needs to be preserved because this merger is a bad thing. Oh, here. After the Funimation debacle, it's time for anime to go back to physical media. The merger between Quenchyroll and Funimation is costing fans their digital collections. Oh, signaling the importance of physical media once again. Hmm. So, yeah, it, it does... Once again, like with Crunchyroll, everything is not going to be physical unless it's printed, like unless it's created into a like physical copy for like a Blu-ray like ownership kind of thing. Um, but it also makes it tougher for well. Once again, it's a it's a double edged sword where one it saves them on production costs, so it makes it easier for people who people like me who aren't necessarily going to go out and buy like every single like show that I wanted to watch. Yeah. Um, it, it makes it possible for me to still watch and enjoy it um, at a fraction of the cost. But obviously like if I love a show, I will, I will partake in, in purchasing it. Like if, if I like it that much or if a special edition has something else added to it, um, you definitely think about it. Okay, so what, um, what it is is that the digital copies uh, that people own in their libraries will not cross over from Funimation to Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll said, we understand you may have concerns about your digital copies from Funimation. Please note that Crunchyroll does not currently support Funimation digital copies, which means access to previously available digital copies will not be supported. However, hmm. we are continually working to enhance our content offerings to provide you with the streaming service, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so pretty much... It's that thing again where, and I was just talking to people this weekend about it, where like, if you think you own something digitally, you don't because they can literally just say, oh, we don't support it anymore and you no longer have access to it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's what this is. Yeah. Um, it, it, it does put more importance on, like, if you do have a physical copy of it, like, good on you like you love the series enough to keep it alive and you have um, enough disposable income to keep it alive exactly uh <laughs> not not all of us have that so y yippee um but i do think that that is the way how it, it's kind of being like led to believe at the moment it's we're essentially having more importance on streaming to the point where we won't have 
physical media. And if it dies out that way, that just means that if and when, you know, or if or when, like, big streaming services start collapsing, there's no way for us as, like, the consumer to have or, like, to be able to share it, you know? Yeah. Um, which is rather unfortunate, but, um, yeah, uh, that's the way how I see it. Um, but yeah, uh, with Funimation, uh, the merger is going to happen on April, April 2nd. Um, I feel like that's once again, like a lot of stuff that Crunchyroll is not prepared to take on. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I'm not going to say that it's a failure until I see another headline about it. Um, cool. Let's go into this manga calendar release. This is, uh, every every once in a while um my friends know about this there is i kind of have like a uh calendar posted for them in their uh in my discord and there are moments where i'll just highlight certain weeks and it'll just be like save money for this week um this is one of those weeks so february 13th this is this week um we have a couple of them we have akane banashi 4 um, and 365 Days Till the Wedding, uh, Volume 2. Um, one is a very, very chill rom-com-ish. Um, and the other one is, like, another up-and-coming Shonen Jump series. Um, February 20th is one of those days that I circle on the calendar. Um, I'm gonna go over all of them, and then I'll just break down which ones I'm, like, hard circling. Um, so we have Witch Hat Atelier Kitchen 2. We have Kowloon Generic Romance 6. Uh, then Wand Dance 8. Oshinoko 5. Uh, Way of the House Husband 11. Free Ren Beyond Journeys End Volume 10. Zombie 100 Bucket List of the Dead Volume 13. And the series debut of Smoking Behind the Supermarket with You um, is also coming out. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a total of like nine books. <laughs> so um, I am trying to keep my. Uh, I'm just trying to like keep my eyes open for it. Um, so we'll we'll definitely see what ends up coming out from there and what I'm going to get. Uh, I ordered everything on this list uh, already because <laughs> um, there was a. How could I describe it? There was a uh, deal going on on the Barnes & Noble shop that said it was going to be like 30% off of all pre-orders. And I was like, okay, well, this big day is going to come up. I might as well get them all while I can, right? Um, and so, yeah, I took advantage of it. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a lot of these, um, hopefully pretty soon, so I can at least look at it. Uh, but otherwise, I am just uh, here to enjoy it. Um, a couple of the things, just to let you know, Smoking Behind the Supermarket with You um, is one of those series that um, it, it was highlighted, I think it was like two or three, two years ago, um, as one of the one of the new up and coming uh, manga to read. Um, and then all the other ones are just like mainstay ones that a lot of people are just keeping their eyes out for. So, yeah, uh, really really interesting overall side note i started i'm not well, not started but i've been watching more of uh 
your lie in April as time oh. has allowed me to. Um, uh, I'm bracing myself for the emotional meltdown that people have been hinting at me. Okay. Come. What what episode are you on, sir? I'm on 10. I just finished 10 today. Okay. Good, I'm gonna, good, good. I'm going to maybe watch an episode or two after this. Okay. That, I, that's all if good. If I can or I cannot sleep. Yeah. But, I I would like to say I've been pacing myself, but I haven't been pacing myself. It's just because uh, I uh, I just have not had time. Yeah, honestly, it was it, it's a great ride. I would recommend uh go watch your line April, um, and yeah. Um, as for me on the weeb side, the things that I've been doing this week, I'm slowly getting through Monster, uh, which is a uh, it, it is considered one of uh Urasawa's best thriller works and i i got to tell you like i've only finished book 1 uh, i'm starting book 2 it is it is a ride um would recommend if you guys like the suspense in like a series like pluto they are it's done by the same guy so um i'm i'm just enjoying every every second of it the like the characters their growth or their downfall both of them very very fun so as we wrap up for the week kevin um i don't know what to ask in terms of advice um let me think what's your advice in sourcing vintage games because i guess the wii is considered a vintage game console at this point uh yeah i i still think facebook marketplace and like offer up and like secondhand like places to go look is really important i would also if there is a vintage game shop close to you i would recommend looking at them first um one it helps you support your local businesses but also like they could also potentially help you find games that you may be looking for um there's nothing that i'm looking for in particular that i don't already have but it's more of like i want to make the gaming space fun i mean i've been looking like an idiot for the past like 10 like 10 or so days just playing warioware and my my mom's peeking in <laughs> from the inside of the house and she's like why do you have why do you have the wiimote on your nose and on your head and i'm like it's a part of the game mom you don't understand he's <laughs> like why are you clearing a fart on the screen? It's like that's just a part of the game, mom. It's just it's, it's WarioWare. <laughs> like I, it's hard to explain, but yeah, like I'm just trying to make sure that the party game is ready. Um, I'm gonna have people over this uh Friday, so I'm trying to like speed run all the games as much as I can and uh, try to unlock as much as possible. But yeah, that that's that's what mm -hmm. I'm at right now. All right. Well, Facebook Marketplace and local game shops. Good to know. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in this week. I hope I was not sniffling too much. And if and if I was, I was able to uh, to cut out as many sniffles as I Yeah, can. you're doing fine. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I will be better next week. And this is maybe just like a, a quick allergy thing. Um, I hope I'm better by next week. Anyway, thanks for tuning uh, words. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys, and we will catch you soon. I promise I will like watch Ahsoka at some point and find people to talk to for an interview episode. I just I just need to like chill and find the time to do it. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you soon. Adios. Next week, we bring you the latest news and stories from around the internet.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.